Welcome to the Craving Consciousness Podcast. I'm Brandeline Johnson, a rule-breaking, nature-loving, law of attraction junkie who is a lifestyle entrepreneur, psychic medium, spiritual business coach, educator, and author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a topic that will help you to awaken to your gifts, align with your soul's purpose, and ignite your lives and businesses. We don't follow the masses. We are consciously creating our evolution. Get ready to have the best human experience every day. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm so excited for Christy Whitman to be on our Craving Consciousness podcast. You guys are going to love her. She speaks our language and she's a New York Times bestselling author, a law of attraction coach. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for our conversation. Yeah. So you have a book. Is this is this a second book? Is this a seventh? Seventh. Seventh baby. Yes. And uh, it's the desire factor. I'm just so super excited about it. I mean, it is really, you know, I am speaking your language because it's all about shifting people's consciousness about really embracing and understanding what desires are, how they move us, how they literally shape us, how they're like spiritual breadcrumbs all along our journey. And, you know, we have to just give ourselves permission to have them and move with them. And some people need to know the how. How do you do that? How do you really masterfully create your desires? And that's what this is like a how-to guidebook. Oh, I, I really love that. I love the fact that you said follow the breadcrumbs because I know there's so many people out there listening right now that they feel like they have to get to this place and then it's going to be done. And that's like not what really happens. <laughs> Fortunately or unfortunately, there's always more expansive, expansiveness of growth. There's always more abundance, more love. There's always more to know and connect with. And so that's the juicy part of it is that it never ends. And then at the same time, it never ends. <laughs> right. It's like, it's, you feel like, Oh, I made the peak and you're like, Oh crap. There's all those other peaks over there. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like so many people are are growing through that, right? Um, And I think, I think as spiritual people, maybe we're a little more likely to go, hey, this doesn't feel good anymore. It's no longer serving me. But even us, we get stuck too, right? All all of us do. We're all human. Uh, You know, even us that call ourselves spiritual, we all have our energy blocks. We all have our blinders, you know? We, we're all in this thing called this 3D dimensional life, and there's going to be contrast. There's going to be people that have opposing views. There's going to be people that say mean things. There's going to be, unfortunately, experiences of loss or change or shifts. And how do you navigate it? How do you master your own energy so that you are neutral and that you are connected within? And so the things that are outside of you don't constantly pull you off in so many different directions, because honestly... If we're not grounded in this life, you know, if we're not really connected with faith and, and co-creating with our divine self, there are so many moving, shiny things out there now that can pull us this way and that way. And it's really up to us to, to ground our consciousness in what we want, where we want to go. I love that. So how was the desire factor kind of born? There's, you know, it was multiple levels of it. And it was one of those books that um, I got the download for on a cruise ship years ago. Yeah, I I think three of my books have been downloaded on a cruise ship. Um, But the desire factor, I had just come in 
come back on the ship from a beautiful uh, day trip in Venice. And I have to kind of rewind you back. And I share this story in The Desire Factor because when I first met my husband, we went on a two-week trip with my parents. And one of the places that we went in, in Italy, as I didn't mention that, um, two-week trip to Italy, one of the places that we went to is Venice. And when I got off the you know little boat getting in Venice, I was like, I thought I died and went to heaven because as a spiritual person, I'm also very much a fashion girl. I love fashion. And for the first time ever, I literally thought I went, died and went to heaven because I was like, what in one street, there's Dior and Fendi and Dolce and Gabbana and Chanel. And I mean, it went on to Versace and Valentino. I just went, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I was like a little hummingbird going, zip, 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 zip. and I remember feeling I just started my business. So this is 15 years ago. I just started my business and I'm like, there is no way I could justify buying anything for myself in any of these stores right now. So instead of feeling bad for myself or feeling like, oh, those people that buy that stuff is so materialistic. I just was like, someday I'm going to come back here because my business that I just started is going to have be so successful helping people that I'm going to be able to go in any store to have that level of freedom to go into any store. And as a celebration of my success, I'm going to buy whatever I want. So here we were, we're there on this cruise ship, right? Just come back from a beautiful day in the morning. I was with my mom, my dad, I gifted them a trip to Mediterranean on a cruise ship. Our two boys were on our trip with us. So we spent the day and the morning in a gondola ride. You know, we sat at St. Marcos Square. We had some croissants and cappuccinos. And there was a band playing that sang my dad happy birthday. It was just such a glorious morning. And then they went back on the ship and my husband and I did the shopping trip. I went into whatever store I wanted to. And I found this adorable Dolce & Gabbana purse. It wasn't the most expensive purse that I saw. or the, You know, it was like, that was the one that called to me. This is going to be the symbol of that intention of that desire that I set so many years ago. So here I am, I'm on the cruise ship, I'm unwrapping it. I'm looking at this beautiful bag, thinking about all it represents and all I became in the process of attaining this particular desire to have, it wasn't really the purse, it was the desire to just go wherever I wanted to and shop if I wanted to. And then the voice came in, you're so materialistic. <gasps> Who, oh, no. Who said that? <laughs> I know, right? Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. And, and that's where I went, wait a minute. No. And then boom, the book started coming through because what I did in that moment is what so many people do before they even let themselves have the desire. I at least let myself have the desire, have the experience of it. And then I judged myself. Most people get the desire and don't even move in that direction because they judge that as bad or wrong or materialistic or, you know, not good enough or don't know how or what will other people think of me or, 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 right. And so that book just started to download. And then I started to channel the Council of Light. Oh, yes. I yeah. wanted to ask about, tell us about that. Yeah. So, so this has been just a progression. You know, I've been working with law of attraction with universal laws, energy meditation for 25 years. I started teaching it 20 years ago. And when I first started teaching it, it's because I got my first literally download of my very first book, started speaking on it, started, you know, um, people started asking me to coach. That's when I found out about coaching, you know, so I followed this this path, right? And 
all along the way, every, everything that I've been asked to do in service, it was like, whoa, really? Okay, here we go. And about six years ago, I was working a lot with people's energy in my coaching sessions and they were getting incredible results. I've always done that. But I kind of came out of the closet that I'm an energy healer. Ooh, that was like, that was big to say, I'm not a coach. I'm not just a coach. I'm an energy healer. Yeah. It's still a little bit, it's way more accepted now, but yeah. Well, here's, here's the fun journey I've been on, right? 20 years ago when people coaching wasn't cool 20 years ago, people were like, you coach, what do you mean? Like, like that was so woo woo. Right. And here I am. And then people started getting, you know, in a little bit more accepting of coaching. And then I come and go, ha, I'm an energy healer, right? Surprise. <laughs> so now they start getting a little bit more in the, the, okay, we can, we can put our mind around energy. I'm like, now I channel the council, you know? So it's like, I keep pushing. <laughs> I'm like, can I just continue to be woo woo and weird? I mean, but anyway, so I, I just kept leaning in and one day I literally had to pull off the freeway because I was feeling them. I was hearing them. I was bringing them into um, wild things into my sessions with clients, even whether they're in groups or in one-on-one. And in this one particular uh, group session, all of a sudden my hands went up and I couldn't put my hands down. They completely embodied my hands and I was trying to put my hands down. couldn't. And all of a sudden the woman, I was in Montreal. She was in Seattle, Washington. It was on the phone. It was before zoom. Right. And I, my hands went and like, I, I could see the shape of her. And she goes, did you just put your hands on my neck? She could feel it. And I, I go, it. I go, yeah, I think I did. Well, I know I did. And I go, and I can't put my arms down. And she goes, I didn't tell you this, but my neck has been killing me all day today. And then after that was done, it was gone. Another time I heard them say to me, and I would always call them a they, I heard them say to me, tell this woman, Barbara, she needs to go to the doctor and get her hips checked out. I'm like, I'm not going to tell her that, right? I'm not going to freak her out. They're like, tell her. And they were persistent. So I'm like, okay, Barbara, this might sound really weird, but I'm, they are telling me at this time, I didn't even have a name for they, they were just they, they want me to tell you to go to a physician and get your hips checked. She's like, why? I don't have any pain. I'm like, I don't know. Don't kill the messenger. She went to the doctor, got her hips checked. She had cancer in her hips, saved her life. Yeah. So, so these kind of things I kept leaning into, right? So I kept leaning into it. And then one day I'm driving on the freeway and all of a sudden it was like this portal, which I can only describe as if heaven, you know, was a thing like this, just light in this heaven. And I just saw all these collective beings. I literally had to pull over. Cause I was like, what? and I was not smoking weed or doing drugs. <laughs> no, we were high on spirit. I was not doing ayahuasca. I was literally driving on the road and going to pick up my kids from school. And they, I pulled over and they were telling me, you need to create a program an experience called sacred circle of light. Okay. What does that mean? People come in, they just get healed every single week. And, and, you know, things that happen in life, their contrast, you release, release the imprints from the past. And I'm like, okay. So I started getting these assignments. Well, one day in September, I'll never forget. Cause it was actually my son's birthday. Um, 2018 we're on the class I think it was about seven women and the last woman went for the day because they did check-ins with everybody and all of a sudden 
it was like, instead of hearing them super clear, it was like, my kids were talking to me all at once. Right. And, but this was like nine kids. I was, I was like, like chatter, 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 chatter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't hear, I couldn't hear like I normally do. And I'm like, what are you trying to tell me? I can't hear my consciousness went out and I could have sworn that my body flung over the chair because my consciousness did. And I was there listening. Right. I was yeah, there. So straight up channeling. Yeah. Yeah. And so the women on the call were all crying. I came back in my body. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Right. And uh, got the video back. I was straight up. My mannerisms were different. I had an accent, kind of like a slash between Australian and British and Indian. And it was just, you know, wild. And uh, we've been together ever since. Christine, the council. I love it. <laughs> And that's why we wrote a book together. So this book that started on this cruise ship with this idea, right? It was just in pause mode because it didn't feel finalized. It wasn't done. I wasn't getting the urge to do anything with it. Normally, if it comes through, it's like publish that baby. It wasn't that direction wasn't being given to me. So it was just kind of put away for a while. And then when the council came through, they were like, create this course, literally got within minutes, a entire course, quantum energy mastery delivered to me, what the modules would be, what we're teaching it, how it's set up, go deliver it. And we freaking love that. spirit, man. Oh, they're I, awesome. <laughs> I love spirit. And I love how you call them they, because, you know, for me, I have my one, like my one main guide, right. But she's just hanging out. But when it's information comes, it's they, it's them. Uh, <clears throat> so I love it. Yeah, I resonate with that big time. They, the they, they be a they. So, yeah. And they're fantastic. They're just they blow me away because it's not just the energy that they bring and the information that they bring. They trip me out when I hear because now when I go out, I'm not present. It's like I'm sleeping. So before when I heard them, I could I was scored. Now I'm fully out. Yeah. So it's, it's that's trans channel, right? When you're gone, when you're when you're gone. Versus yeah. like a, I don't know what the other channel is, where you're kind of like a back seat, and so you could, could kind of hear what they're saying, type of thing. Yeah, it's I'm I'm that. out, I'm out. So, but the things that my clients say to me, our clients say to us, like at, whether in group or you know personal, like one on one, it's crazy. Like they know exactly. They'll say when you were 21, you got an imprint there, and the person's like, I've never told anybody about this story and that's been bothering me ever since I was 21. So this is what really nerds me out about it because because you're channeling the information, right? All these people, this is what fascinates me about our abilities, right? All these people are going out, they're trying to find um, <clears throat> solutions. They're going to different, different places um, to get the information through the stars or through human design or through all those things. But then when you channel, you hit on everything that they, they would have had a piece together from all these different other modalities. Yes. This is why I love channeling just straight up spirit, working straight with spirit. It's the most amazing tool. It's, it's incredible. I feel, and my life has, I mean, my life was great before. It's like, I've been mastering my life for, you know, 25 years now, deliberately creating it. When they came through the biggest things, I biggest thing I can say, and I, if I could like just share this with every single person is that, oh, and it gets me every time I, I go there. Um, is the fact that I feel the infinite love that not only they, but God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, like 
it has for each and every one of us. There's such an expanded love. There's no judgment. There's no criticism. There's no condemnation. There's no, oh, you messed up. You know, like I was raised in a religion. I was Catholic um, where the God and it was this wasn't taught to me. It was kind of how I perceived it. There was a God that was on a kind of cloud mysteriously somewhere. He's kind of like Santa Claus. He had a track checklist. Are you good or bad? Right. And I figured by the time I reached eighth grade, I mean, man, I was a bad girl. So I might as well go for it because I'm not going to go to heaven. I'm going to probably go to hell. And, and you know, so I'm going to really go for it. <laughs> if you're going to do it, you better do it good. <laughs> I mean, go go big or go home, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going that way. And it wasn't until like I literally just kept bumping up against there's got to be more to this thing called life that I opened up to what I call now we call spirituality and not religion. Yeah. Dang, if that is not the definition, I feel like for like most of my clients that come through like my wake up program is is they're just constantly looking for that that missing piece. But when they when they connect in with spirit I literally wrote a post yesterday saying it was like a coming home that you can't describe. No, you can't describe it. And it's the most, I just want everybody to have that feeling because then, you know, you're not alone. Yeah. You've always been supported. And like you said, you're not judged. Oh, you screwed up. No, they're there with you the whole way. Like you didn't screw up. You learned like this pivot, pivot, you know? So, yeah. And the, and the pivots come as desires. Okay. Yeah. So right. say a little bit more about your book. Like, why did you get onto the word desire? Like, tell us about that. Because literally there is no other word that describes this process of expanding into more because it's a, it's a, it's an understanding of we're both physical and non-physical, right? And all of us, whether we want to kill the ego or we all have personalities, Right. And I, and that's one of the things that council shares, like, we don't want to kill the ego. The ego is like why the divine created you and me and all of us different, right? We have our egos, i.e. personalities, preferences, you know, skill sets, things that we're great at, our gifts. We're all different. We don't want to kill that part. We want to release the old imprints of things that are from limitation that have been pain body that have been places where we blocked our energy. Those are the things that we want to release because when we release the pain body, we then rise up into the love body. And so, you know, it's, it's not killing the ego. It's, it, it's really understanding that, Hey, I'm me. And the more that you allow you, the more of you, you get to show up. Right. And so that divine gives me unique desires that it knows I'm going to go for right? It knows its audience, right? And so, <laughs> right? right? Like right? an entrepreneur. <laughs> right? It knows it's, yeah, exactly. It knows its audience and it won't get, it's not going to give me a soul desire. That's not going to light up my soul. Right. But when those come in, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to do that. I want to have that. I want to experience that. I want to be that, you know? And, and that the personality, whether it's a dream house or a shopping spree in Venice or creating a family, you know, having children, creating a business, making impact in the world, shifting someone, watching them transform, whatever the desire may be, personality, Christy gets to go, cool, that was fun. But it's the divine that goes, yeah, to who you became in the process of attaining that thing. That Amen to that, right? 
It's who you became in the process. And that's what desires are all about. Nothing else on this physical plane does that other than the, the impact, the birthing of desires. Wow. I love it. So what got you into all this 25 years ago? You said? <laughs> yeah. What was the thing? <laughs> well, you know, I was, um, I followed the rules in a sense that I was told, you know, go make your own money. Right. So in order to go make your own money, cause I didn't want to end up like my mom couldn't leave the man that, you know, emotionally and mentally and sometimes physically abused her. So I did the whole, I'm going to make my own money. That's what's going to make me happy. So that meant I had to go to college, right? So graduated from Arizona State University, moved to Chicago with my best friend, moved there, you know, created this amazing career. Check this out. For someone that was so in vices at that time, I created being a sales rep for a liquor company. So (laughs) My job was to go to bars and restaurants as often as I could and meet the managers, test Seagram's, you know, wine. I I was drunk all the time. And so, you know, that was part of my bad girl time. And but here I was in Chicago having a ball. I met a guy. We got engaged. We were planning on getting married. And then I was depressed. And I was like, what? what gives. And even my, my girlfriend had to do an intervention. She's like, I've known you your whole entire life. I've never seen you unhappy like this before. And I had to look at myself and go, what am I? And so I went to therapy for the first time and I took a look at my life and I'm like, the things that I was told that would make me happy. Don't make me happy. What's wrong with me? Oh, wow. Yes. Right. What am I missing? There's gotta be something wrong with me. Right. Cause I was making money. I had a career. I had a fiance. I had a degree. I had health in my body. You know, I had, I was having fun, but in the quiet moments, I'm like, is this it? Yeah. And I even, I even tried to go back to the Catholic church. And I remember going back in the Catholic church. It was empty, but this beautiful church in, in Chicago, downtown Chicago. And I was like, yeah, I'm not finding you here. And that walk back home from that church was like one of the most depressing moments I ever had in my life. Cause I'm like, if I can't find it there, where can I find it? You know? And that hunger led me to release. I had at that point, I released the relationship, moved into a brownstone with my girlfriend. And I met a guy that worked for the company in California. So we were doing the long distance thing, finally decided to take a lateral move with the company. And when I got there, he was the last bad boy I ever dated because I was always attracted to the bad boys because I didn't love myself. So how could I attract anybody that actually loved me properly? So I got there and broke up with him. So now I'm in Northern California, no friends, no family, don't know anybody. And I was like, I, I went to eating. Like, I'm just depressed. I, I lived in a room in a very strange woman's house. Like I literally had rented a room and I didn't go in the rest of the house because she was very bizarre I quit my job. I, I literally was just like, I can't do any of this anymore. And then I met a hairdresser that threw this guy. I had to go get my hair cut. And she had this like energy about her. I didn't have that language at the time, but there was something about her. And I just finally, as big as blend as I am, I'm like, okay, what do you do? And she just started laughing. She goes, I meditate. Now for me, 25 years ago, Mind you, this is pre-internet. This is before the secret and all that other stuff, right? (laughs) Yeah. Right? It's like, this is 25 years ago. It's half of my life ago. I literally was just like, meditate? 
I thought of like some goober guy with a long beard, wearing a white coat, white, white gown, sitting on top of a mountaintop in a yogi position, oming. I was like, I mean, talk about paradigm shift, which she said she meditated. I was like, er? I look like my dog when I talk to him. <laughs> you know? Um, and so she's talked to me all about it and how much it changed her life. And I'm like, I'm going to need your meditation teacher's number, right? So I'm dialing at him when this big phone, remember the big cordless yeah. phone? So I'm dialing that as I leave. And I ended up going to her house within a week. And again, I'm like, what am I doing? Because I go to her house and there's angel statues and incense and candles and clinky, clanky music, you know, and she invites me to sit down, not at a table on a chair on a couch, but on the floor on a cushion. And first thing she said to me is you create your own reality. And I went like, it's just something in me went, yes, finally. And I'd never heard that ever before, but it, I woke up. Yeah. And then, of course, my mind kicked in and went, how? Yeah. And by your thoughts. You're either repelling things from you or attracting things to you. And again, I went, oh, crap. How? Right. You know, I was like, oh, my God. What? So that was the first time I started to pay attention to my thoughts. Long story short, I've been practicing, learning everything I can, going to the silent places in the back of the bookstores and those woo-woo bookstores, trying to find, you know, information that I could on, on whatever I could find, um, on manifesting, you know, trying to go to teachers and things like this. And um, I was in my, my career as a pharmaceutical rep at this time. And I just knew I didn't, I wasn't passionate about it, made a lot of money didn't have, it was not on purpose. So what I knew to be true that I've been practicing for five years, met, met a wonderful guy, got married, you know, money in the bank, had a great career. Still, I wasn't passionate on purpose. If I'm lacking that I need to feel the fulfillment of what it is I want. Otherwise I'm going to still be in lack and I can't attract it. That's principle, the law, you know, the principle of having and the desire factor. So I figure, okay, I need to cultivate the feeling of being on purpose and, and being, passionate about what I do. So I started cultivating that. I didn't know what the form was at all. And so I started practicing as if, and within a month's time, probably less than a month, um, all of a sudden one night I got a vision of my first book in a meditation, went to sleep, 105 in the morning was woken up by this voice, reading me the first sentence, the first, you know, chapter, first paragraph, first chapter. I got up, put took pen to paper and my hand became, that's when it started happening. My hand became independently of my own. So I, I got the book published. That's, that's another side, whole story, but I got the book published. My friends and family bought the book who were not the target audience for this book. Cause it was new age, you know, yeah. law of attraction-y kind of, you know, so they all thought I had flipped my lib. And so I started speaking in spiritual bookstores and churches and when I did, I started doing this workshop, six people showed up, but they were all asking me, do you coach? Again, no frame of reference. I thought they meant like a cheerleading coach, a football coach. Right. right? <laughs> and they were telling me no life coach. I'm like, people do that. They get paid for that. What? You know, there were so many misperceptions in my mind. I'm like, no, call me on the phone. We'll chat. I'll help you work with, you know, meditations and do these kind of things. They did. I love the process. They had amazing results, would call me, call me, email me back. And I'm like, this is what I wanted to do. And so I just kept leaning in. Like I said, every, every step along the way, just learning who was the person that I was attracting in that moment, learning what I could, applying what I knew, 
leaning in, doing more of that, you know, and going on this beautiful path that's led me to being 20 years now, seven books later, I've certified over 3000 law of attraction coaches. (sighs) Yeah. I love how you say leaning in because that's you telling them I'm willing to shift forward, constantly shifting forward. Yeah. You're not getting to this epitome. And I, I just, again, I know we, I talked about that in the beginning, but I feel like it's so important. You're never going to be done. I try to tell my clients that you're never going to be done. Yeah. You're not going to get done. No. So enjoy the process right now. Yeah. And, and enjoy the energy right now, you know, because that that's really what it's all about. It's like the, the connection between the physical and the non-physical is the mastering of the energy. And that's why I talk about the desire factor that it's, you know, cause we move along in desires, right. And there's going to be some disappointment. There's going to be some, I thought it was this and dang it. It wasn't. Now I have to release the disappointment so I can continue to move on. Cause it's not always like desire, desire. It doesn't work like that. Right. Well, in my experience too, is there's the desire, right? There it is. And then you go for it and you're like, oh, crap. (laughs) But what really happened was you wouldn't have gotten the next token, right? Or the next breadcrumb had you not started taking action on that original desire, which led you over here, which led you back over there, which leads you to what it is that you do desire, right? Because sometimes we don't even know what the heck we really want. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, that just recently happened to me where it was like, why is, is, you know, what, why am I following this? And then now I understand it's the end desire of what I actually wanted that I wasn't moving in the direction of what I wanted. I, it, it took something mm-hmm. else to show me what that was. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, that's the thing, it, you know, when you get these downloads, you go, Ooh, follow that desire. Yeah. Cause it's leading you somewhere. It is. And let, and for the love of goodness, let go of what you don't desire anymore. Right. Or you will go down a slide of razor blades. That's what I say. If you try to hold on, it's terrible. I've experienced it. You know, I'm sure we all have. Yes. Yes, for sure. So this is on Amazon. I take it and Kindle and all the places, the desire factor, you guys. It is when you go to the desirefactor.com. Um, depending on when this is airing, there's um, lots of different juicy bonuses, like $900 worth of bonuses um, that you get to do a live class with the council that goes through the different processes and uh, goes through the different principles in the book. And so it's, it's, it's really amazing. So if you go to desirefactor.com, you can get those bonuses. I'm all about the bonuses and connecting (laughs) with spirit. Yes. So Christy Whitman on, on Instagram too, right? Yep, Is Christy that, Whitman you one. With you? Christy Whitman one, the one. One, number one. And uh, I'm also on fa- uh, Facebook, Christy Whitman International. So. How exciting. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Right? Spirit's just channeling through that. Oh, and I love yeah, the sure. abundance part too. I'm so drawn to empowering people with, it's okay to want material things, to have material things, to have money, to make amazing money. Spirit wants you to create through them. So what a great example. You are leading the way. Thank you. Thank you. I feel very blessed to be able to do that. Well, I'm so grateful you were 
you know, blessed us with your presence on the Craving Consciousness podcast. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you. I love, I love working with and for spirit always. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know someone else who is spiritually awakened or igniting a world changing brand, please send them my way. It will benefit the world if you help me get this pod and message to as many listeners as I can. Again, if you liked what you heard, it would mean a lot to me if you took 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I will be forever grateful. Until the next episode, stay present, stay grounded, and shine your light.